Hello, Knockouts. Tanya TKO here. And we are back with episode number four of Goddess Off the Grid. And today I'm really excited about today's topic because it's a viral story that I actually want to cover. We're going to be talking about Jeannie Mai and how she was crying on the reel talking about being her own upgrade. And we're also going to talk about her marriage and how little she expected in that marriage. And we're going to talk about the Asian dynamic of it, as well as the black dynamic of it on the man's side and the woman's side. So we're going to be playing that clip after the break. I want to thank everybody on my mailing list for participating in the survey that we held last night. As you see, Goddess Off The Grid has new artwork and I'm excited about this artwork because we were using the purple background before when we were making the transition from video and then I started thinking, what is it that I want to embody in this podcast? And you all really came out and showed out last night answering the survey questions. If you're not on my mailing list, make sure that you go to tanyatko.com and there are two ways to join. You can go to tanyatko.com forward slash subscribe and it'll subscribe you to the mailing list. You can also go to tanyatko.com forward slash shop and in the shop area when you purchase the Relax MP3 for free, you get added to the mailing list. On the mailing list, you get to know when I have new videos coming out as well as new podcasts and when I do surveys and give special offers to the people who are on my mailing list. And trust me, Christmas is coming up, so you're going to want to be on Tanya TKO's mailing list. Also, I want to give a big shout out to all of the people listening on all of the different platforms. Anchor has been so good to Goddess Off The Grid and they are currently distributing the podcast to many platforms across the net. So welcome to all new people. Welcome to everybody who has come with me over from YouTube and Facebook. I appreciate having you here. Let's jump into a quick break. Towards the end of the broadcast, we're going to talk more about this new artwork and what it means. You're going to be first to hear the exclusive rationale for why this image was chosen, why it was taken, and how the artwork came about. We're also going to continue with our conversation about the trans woman who quote-unquote put that man on blast. We got some voice messages in that I want you to hear. And if we have enough time, we're going to do an Ask Tanya TKO segment. So I'm really excited about that. And in episode five, we're going to be talking about American white women and this domestic social terrorism they seem to be enacting more and more on black people just minding their business, going about their lives, living in their blackness, and here comes the white woman blocking their path, banging in on their door, busting open their door, shooting pandemon. Okay, that's a different story, but it really all kind of ties in. And I'm going to give you my theory on why I think this is happening more and more. And I want you to pontificate with me on tomorrow's episode. You know what? As a matter of fact, drop some of your messages on this episode so I can include them in tomorrow's. All right. So right after the break, we're going to play the Jeannie Mai segment and then we're going to jump into my commentary. Be right back. Just in my situation, I can only speak from my experience. Um, I didn't, I never grew up with Cinderella syndrome because I knew those white girls ones in my story, honestly. And I never wanted, I even didn't want to be married, okay? So I think if you look back at seasons where I gave a lot of credit, it was because my own standards were low. And that is just for, we can go into a whole counseling session as to why I only gave myself that bare minimum. So I'm not blaming my ex. 
for the things that he barely came through to do. I was just like, when you say, oh, good for you, you did that documentary, or, or that's cool, then I'm like, great, he supports me, awesome. That, to me, is now my standard of support. I didn't know for two things. I didn't know until, honestly, my new relationship that even something as basic as... Oh my god, I'm not crying to feel bad for me. I'm just like, no, it was so okay, touchy. It's okay, it's okay. But like, even something as basic as like at his birthday party, he left to go, like, left his birthday party to drive me to the airport to Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I can Uber. Like, I Uber my whole life. I've Ubered through my marriage. I'm good, I'm good. And he was looking at me like, are you crazy? Like, I need to see you off. I'm gonna drive you to the That, that to me was. So I'm just saying. You can blame or you can say or not blame, but just be mindful of your standards. Yeah, standards. And sometimes for me, Oof. being alone in that time that I took to myself was my upgrade. That yeah, was my you upgrade. You were your own upgrade. Welcome back. I want to give a special shout out to Jessica Lee who forwarded this video to me. Thank you very much because I would not have seen this video if it were not for you because I don't watch The Real anymore. Ever since they took Tamar off, I just really lost interest. I really, I gave it a try, but it just reminds me of like a 14 year old slumber party where everybody is like, you're the greatest. No, you're the greatest. You're the good. No, we're all the greatest. Yay. And it's just a little too sugar and spice and everything nice to me. Like when I think of the real, I think of it coming from a lot of different perspectives, not just a unilateral perspective where everybody kind of has fragments of the same opinion going on and nobody's really outspoken enough to be like uh-uh the way Tamar was like I really loved her presence on the show I, I think it added great balance she is a huge personality so it took one of her to balance out the other three or four that are on the show and I'm gonna play another clip for you that I found when I was actually looking for that previous clip in totality so listen for this and then right after I'm gonna give my feedback on all of it knowing what I know now about who I married I wouldn't have married him oh Oh, yeah, no, I know. It's, I don't mean to get that serious, but I'm just saying this out there because um, it's just crazy. You hear all the time that money can change people. Well, divorce can really change people. And it's just so weird because the one thing that uh, he would always say back then is like, you really truly don't know a person until they don't get what they want. But I never thought he would be the one to prove that to me, you know? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, Jeannie. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just hard because... Um, it's okay. Take your time. You know, honestly, you know, you guys have heard me. You've seen him, and I've talked about him all the way. Like, I loved him all the way even past our divorce. I really did. But then when somebody shows you who they are, mm -hmm. you just are like, did I know the real you, or is this the real you? And wow. so... It's just so really cool. hard. We're not talking about a couple years, you know, we're talking about 10 years. You guys have been yeah. there for me. I, even, I, just so you know, you ladies have been so there for me, just inviting me things to Adrian, honestly, yeah, but checking in on me, always knocking on my door and just spending time with me. That means so much. FYI, this is something that Wendy Williams could have done a lot more of. Instead, she played the strong black woman trope, pow, pow. 
and you saw how the world reacted. They attacked her. They were still digging in her business. If she would have come out like Jeannie Mae and been crying and been vulnerable and opened up, I think people would have had a much different reaction to her. But then people say that black women don't really have the luxury of being soft and vulnerable. You tell me in a voice message. Okay, so we heard Jeannie Mae talking about how her standards were so low, she expected very little. And that this part I think is really important. Before when she was on the show, before she had gotten that nutritive, good, good love, that only a man giving that nutritive, good love can give, that she was on the show applauding minuscule behavior from men, accepting very little and pushing back against the other women who had higher standards. She was coming from the perspective of really expecting very little and having very little. And I think a portion of that comes from her being Asian and how a lot of these men go out there thinking that they're going to get an Asian woman and that they're going to fulfill that geisha girl stereotype for them. That they're going to be like, see my son, on a geisha masukuri site. And you know, and I think that there are a lot of men who go out there expecting to get that submissive Asian woman. And then they go out there and they realize that Asian women are not a monolith. Because if you know, like I know from my year living in Tokyo, there's a wide array of Asian women with all different types of personality types, from the meek to the badass. And there is no one type of, and for those of us who don't really know, we get hypnotized by the tropes that are purported about Asian women, where you have either the submissive butterfly woman who caters to you and you are her only concern. Forget self. Forget this. It's you, oh samurai. Right. And then there's the dragon lady Asian stereotype where she's like this overbearing, fierce dragon lady who's cutthroat. And, and it's like there's so much more than that. So much more than that. And women all over, goddesses, women all over are waking up to the tropes that we've been living under. And so when I heard Jeannie Mae say that in the clip, I was like, you know what? This is much like the pick me's who come out in the comments. And they're like, he a good man. Why you need child support? Just let him be there for him, baby. And... Uh, and the ones who were like, you'd better build that bum. Build him up. A bum needs a woman to build him. You know, and they come out in droves and they're arguing against men having to pay child support and men having to take you out on dates. And they're like, I pays my own way. I'm a big scrum woman. I pay my way on dates and I'll pay for him too because I'm woman. He may be having a hard time. Maybe if he want to give me fried chicken on a, on a newspaper, that's fine. If he want to feed me spaghetti from an ice cream bucket and I just pull the lever over my head like a trough, that's fine. If he invite me over for Netflix and chill and we ain't never been out on no date, that's fine. Maybe the man ain't got no money. And it's like we just continue to continue to perpetuate our own listen look I get it I get it because we were all we have all come from a different background we have all been taught 
and learn different things. Like there were some people who came and they spoke to me. There were some people who wrote to me after our last show and they came out and they were like, oh, your father sounds like an amazing man. I really wish that I had known what it was like to have a father around. And I, pu I pumped the brakes on that because I'm like, just having a father, well, there's two different things. One, just having a father around is not enough. What is the caliber of that man who is around? Because that man who left your mother, if that man had stayed in the picture, there would have been a whole other set of lessons that you would have learned in that situation. One, from your mother putting up with that. And two, falling in love, your first love being your father, and falling in love with this no good bum that would leave his children in the first place like those men are holding up camp somewhere and i can imagine that they're producing children in other areas where there are girls and women who don't know any better and those girls and women are continuing to perpetuate a cycle that is then passed on to their daughters and their daughters daughters and also their sons and it just becomes a vicious cycle which implants into our attachment style it implants into our subconscious programming and this is why I do what it is that I do I'm here to help you learn how to love yourself and each other as you know I'm a self-love specialist from TanyaTKO.com on this channel we use viral stories as teachable moments in our own lives and we couple that with living off of the grid being free coming into your own and the grid can be many different things to many different people and we're going to talk about that when we discuss the artwork at the end of the show but the grid can be many things and so for us we're talking about detaching from that matrix and really finding our own way. So we have Jeannie May here talking about how she expected so little, how, you know, any little bit of kudos or applause from her husband was enough for her. And she really didn't know what it felt like to be able to rest in her feminine, to be able to be appreciated. And the way a man behaves when he cherishes and honors you. Other vloggers are saying that when black American men date women of other nationalities, that's when their chivalry and their extreme need to provide and protect comes out. I don't know. We'll save that conversation for another day. But back to Jeannie May. There are a lot of different reasons why Jeannie May may have turned out this way. As you know, her mother was very harsh on her very critical of her skin color this is how she turned out to be colorist and so Jeannie Mae as light as she is she was considered dark in her family and her mother really made her pay for that with ridicule and lambastment and this is what I'm saying there's so many of us who are longing for a parent who wasn't there but goodness knows how your life may have turned out if they were. And all of us have some sort of something that programmed us in childhood. We were all programmed. Your subconscious mind is wide open up until about the age of eight or nine because your critical mind filter has not been fully implanted yet. You are programmed with the blueprint of how you think about life, yourself, who you are 
in relation to those things, who you are as a as a person, what type of spouse you will be, what type of spouse you will accept, whether you'll even want a spouse at all. All of these things are programmed into you and you are as an adult walking around out there making big adult decisions with the programming that was formed with a child's mind. For those of you who know me, you know that I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist. So make sure that you go over to tanyatko.com and get yourself one of my stress release or forgiveness MP3s, especially if you had a parent who wasn't there and you need to forgive that parent or you had a parent who was there and you need to forgive that person and the things that they did for the lambassment, the cursing out, the downtroddenness, the coming down hard on you, the teaching you that you are less than you actually truly are. There's so many of us out there when we're young and we're just learning who it is that we are. We have a parent who is talking down to us, cursing us out, calling us all types of names and telling us all all types of lies that our young mind is too young to be able to decipher is not the truth. That's one of my neighbors in an adjoining RV turning on that big diesel engine. You hear that in the background? Listen, this is what being off the grid is like. There's lots of high-powered automobiles near you, but we're going to go forward because like I said, this is God is off the grid and there are many different types of grids and the type of grid that I'm off is unplugged from the city right now i am out in a small rancher town with beautiful rolling hills and lots of horses and other animals around so let's let's keep going forward so many of us were implanted with ideas which were falsehoods and we took those to be the truth we formed our ideas about who it is that we are based on these lies and then we go out there into the world and we accept what it is that we accept or we don't allow to come into our lives things that may benefit us because of the lies that we've been told about ourselves about love about money about men about marriage about ourselves about a lot of different things and this Christmas I'm working on an inner child work mp3 for you to go in there and speak with your inner child and, and find some ways to rewrite some of that programming that you received as a child. And in the time being, I implore many of you out there to meditate. And in this state of meditation, concentrate on being your own parent, on nurturing yourself in the way that you need to be nurtured now as an adult. Say all of those things to yourself that you wish that you had heard your mother say, that you wish that you had heard your father say. Because like I said, there are a lot of people who were coming forward talking about, oh, Tanya, your father sounds like a great man, etc., etc. My father is human and he has his upsides and his downsides as well. In every relationship, much like in life, what you feed grows. And what I mean by that is what you place your mind on, what you concentrate on, what you expand inside of your consciousness, that grows because you can lay up at night and have these thoughts reverberating around through your mind. All of these low vibrational thoughts where you are attacking yourself on the inside. And that can grow and grow and grow until in your daily life, 
you have all of these insecurities and anxieties and feelings of lack of self-worth going around through your everyday living. So Jeannie Mae talks about how she did her own level up in the time that she was quote unquote alone, that she was her own level up in that time. And I implore you, all of you out there listening, go into the stillness and do the work that you need to do on yourself for yourself. There are many of us out here that I hear talking and bragging. I've been single for three years. I've been single for 10 years. I've been celibate for 12. And listen, goddesses, this message is especially for you. Listen, reclaim your time. Bragging about being single and celibate is not an accomplishment, really. Human beings are social creatures. And if you're bragging about being celibate and bragging about being single, there's most likely some healing that needs to take place there. Because like I said, what you feed grows. What's going on inside of you that you're out there purporting to the world about your singleness and your celibacy? Miguel, reclaim your time. Reclaim your time. Don't let anybody abscond your time and steal your time from you, young lady. After a breakup, take some time to go into the stillness. But in that time, you do the things that you need to do to work on you. Don't just go into this defensive place where you put up thorns and you ward off people from being able to come near you. Because time, listen, Time doesn't stand, but on a vertical plane, time is suspended. So if you don't do that inner work, you'll come out of your 12 years of celibacy, your 14 years of warding off partners, and you will be right where you left off. For those of you who know me, you know that I've read tarot professionally and that I worked on one of the most popular sites worldwide, giving tarot readings by the minute. And I'm really good at it because I am in tune with the ancestors and I'm in tune with my higher self. And I go onto a different plane. I go off of this grid and I go inward and I connect with the energy of the person who is connecting with me on another plane as well. And I'm able to read for you and uncover some things that your higher self has been trying to tell you, that things that your future self knows and where it is that you need to steer yourself right now. Because at the end of the day, listen, we all have energy that exists outside of our bodies, but we'll save that for another discussion, right? I was reading for this woman who called in to ask about this new relationship that was going on in her life. And she wasn't really sure what to do or how to behave or which way to go. And then she was bragging about how she'd been single for 38 years after someone broke her heart when she was in her 30s. So this man broke her heart. She was in her 30s. She stayed single for 38 years. Do the math. Do the math. This woman was calling me in her 70s. Listen to what it is that I'm saying. She was calling me in her 70s, asking me questions about this new guy 
because now she was ready to date again. Her children were all grown and out of the house and having children of their own by now. And here she was wondering, well, what is to become of me? I am here, quote unquote, all alone. And so she decided to go back out there and date. And she was out there in the dating world with the emotional and dating intelligence of a person in their 30s. The same things, the same place that she left off at 38 years ago. She came back around on my tarot line asking me questions about this new guy and not really able to see that this old timer was running game on her. Lord have mercy. She attracted the same type of men that her energy attracted in her 30s. Because in the 38 years that she stayed single and celibate, she did not do the work. She didn't do the work. So now when Jeannie Mae says that she was her own upgrade, when she spent time, quote unquote, alone. And the reason why I keep saying, quote unquote, alone is because we are never alone. You are with yourself. You got guides, guardian angels, higher selves, the ancestors. You are never really alone. And if you can't feel their energy, I implore you, spend some time in the stillness. Okay, so when Jeannie Mae says that she spent this time, quote unquote, alone, and she was her own upgrade, that didn't come easy and it didn't come cheap and it didn't come free. She had to do the work. She had to put the work in on herself because you can get suspended in time. When you don't go inward and look inward and unravel the thicket of programming that exists inside of your subconscious mind, you will get frozen in the thicket. And when you burst your way out of those branches, there's still some of them holding on, snaggled and snarled around your legs, arms and back, shooting up through your spine because it's a part of the programming at the base of your medulla oblongata. It is still in there. So when it is time for you to spend your time, quote unquote, alone, doing your work, I implore you, get therapy, read books, go out into nature, dig within yourself and find that pellet. You know, like with the princess and the pea when she had all of those mattresses and there was a little pea underneath there and she was all bruised up in the morning and she had to take off all of those mattresses to figure out what was it that was disturbing her sleep. Or like the analogy that I like to use with the red sock and the white wash and all of your clothes come out pink. You got to go in there and figure out where is that red sock. Pull out all of the laundry and launder it again and launder it again and launder it again until your whites are brighter white. And you know what? And I see this a lot on Facebook. People will put up their post with their idea. And other people will come commenting with another idea. And oh, how they'll bark you down. Bark, 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 bark. Just like the dog we heard in the background a few moments ago. Oh, how they will bark you down. Because your opinion dear differ from theirs. And if you are not willing to challenge your opinion. And I posted this on someone's page a few weeks ago. 
If you are not willing to challenge your opinion, then you will stay with the opinion that you've already had and you will not be able to get closer to truth. We talked about this in the transgender conversation in last episode. You get closer to truth by challenging your own ideas, by challenging what it is that you know. So when we were having the original conversation about transgender on YouTube, I asked the question, what is a woman? What makes a person a woman? Let's go all the way back to basics because we're going to stay here. And we're going to be like, you're not, you're this, 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 this. Let's go back to basics and let's go and challenge our thoughts and our ideas one by one and see what holds up and what doesn't hold up. What is a woman was the first question. And then we go from there. So when it's time for you to go into the stillness, you have got to challenge your old ideas because all of us were programmed. But how do you get outside of that program? You have got to get outside of the grid. Listen, you've got to go off of the grid of that programming because you cannot see the program from within the program because if you see and are aware of the program, then you are freed from it. And there are many of us who don't know what it is that we've been programmed to believe and we don't know how to create that shift. This is why I made the book, The Book of Affirmation Self-Love. For those of us who don't know how to make the shift, this is also why I decided to study and become certified in hypnotherapy. Because when I did my life coach training, I realized that as a coach, I can assist you in getting where it is that you want to be. Let's track back for a moment. The difference between therapy and coaching is therapy will have you unpack your suitcase and see what is inside. Coaching will help you pack your suitcase to go where it is that you want to go. But then I realized that there were people who were packing the red sock in the white laundry. It was in their pockets and they didn't know. It was in their, in the folds of their clothing and they didn't know. And they were packing it along and it was so heavy. It was so cumbersome. There was so much of it in so many hidden places that people were not really able to close their suitcases. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to become a certified clinical hypnotherapist and I'm going to assist people with being able to go into the stillness of that subconscious mind and allow your higher self to be able to show you what it is that you need for your particular situation to create and enact lasting and sometimes instantaneous change. And for many of us, we know what it is that we need to do. And sometimes we just don't even do it. And this is why I create hypnotherapeutic MP3s so that you can go in there and rewrite your subconscious program and be able to listen to it over and over again and give yourself maintenance and tune-ups. And for the people who don't know, who don't know how to create that shift, the book of affirmations, self-love, all you have to do is rewrite the affirmations. Me personally, I can tell the difference in my life when I don't do my affirmations at night. There's something about the magic of affirmations that as you sleep, that subconscious mind is being rewritten. You know, the brain has neuroplasticity and the subconscious mind is wide and expansive. And so you just rewrite that subconscious programming and your life begins to flourish because everything about our experience 
in this human form is about perception. And our perception, much like the pink laundry from the red sock, is colored by our programming. So when you leave these relationships and you take this time to yourself, what are you doing with that time? Because time is a commodity when you're in human form and you don't know how much of it you have, how much of it you have left. And when you've run out of it in human form, that is it. There is no more. You cannot get your time back. So this is what I mean, reclaim your time in the time that you spend in the stillness. Make it worth it. Don't just go off and spend two years here, three years there. I'll tell you about my own story and situation. I had this one heartbreak with this guy and I knew he wasn't right for me from the beginning. But like I said, when I was younger, I wanted to travel. I wanted to live my life and be out there on the open road. But I was too afraid to admit to myself that I really wanted to be out there nomadically, just living from continent to continent. And so I fooled myself into, I really honestly fooled myself into thinking that I wanted the status quo, that I wanted the the husband and the baby and the family, etc. And I got myself caught up with this guy that I knew. And listen, don't get me wrong. Those are things that are a part of my life. You know, the husband, the family. Those are things that are part of my life on the timeline. However, when I was young in my 20s, that was something that I didn't want at that time but everybody said that I should want and I had issues coming to grip with the fact that I wanted something different than what other people around me felt that I should want and I fixed it how I did because I found men that were unavailable for giving me what it is that I was claiming that I wanted based on what other people said that I should want that I really didn't at the end of the day want so I found a man who was unavailable to give me those things. And we dated. And I was wrapped up in this relationship. Oh, yes, I was. And when that relationship ended, I was crushed. Oh, how I was crushed. My little heart torn and shattered into a million pieces. Oh, it was. And guess what I did in the time that this heart was shattered? I traveled. <laughs> I could have saved myself all that heartache and just freaking just got my ass out on the road to travel. But I traveled and I stayed hurt and quote unquote broken up on the inside for two years. Two years. And then after that, I later on, I dated this guy who... It was a very powerful relationship that really unfolded a lot of my spiritual abilities right now. I met my twin flame. And in this twin flame relationship, I really... And for those of you who know about twin flames, you know how slippery they are. And how hard it is to be able to hold on to that twin flame union in this lifespan. And there are people, look, we have many soulmates. But you know the twin flame love when you come into contact with it. And so, like I said, it flourished many of the spiritual abilities that I have now in that relationship. And when that ended, I was crushed. And I spent three years single, right? So when we add up. The two years here and the three years there, here or two, there or two, everywhere or two. And it's like you spend all of this time 
two years, three years, five years, six years, and it all begins to add up. And as a goddess, as a woman, you don't have that type of time, baby. Not when you're in physical form. You don't have that type of time. And in the time-space continuum, time has no beginning and no end. All is happening at this moment. So I suggest, look, if time is an illusion, except when you're in physical form, then get off of this grid and go into your inner self. Get off the grid, go inward, and deal with that time on the vertical plane. Deal with that time vertically, up, down. Because when you're in physical, time is horizontal, left, right, beginning, middle, end. When you're on that vertical plane on the inside, you can astral travel because all that is happening is happening right now. That's a discussion for another day. But go into that plane and do the work. Find the healing. Find your lesson. Find your pattern in this lifetime. Get what it is that you need to get and reclaim your time. Don't let these men steal the fertility of your eggs. Don't quote unquote put all of your veritable eggs into one or two baskets. Go into the vertical plane and reclaim your time, goddess. Because if you plan on having children, don't let some man who wasn't right for you from the get-go. Oh, no, no, no. Don't let some man who was right for who it is that you were at that time steal the life and ability of your future unborn children. Reclaim your time, goddess. Go into the stillness. Get off of this plane and find your healing, goddess. Go within. Your future children are depending on you. Go within. Don't be like that woman contacting me in her 70s, talking about she's been celibate for 38 years and oh, how we love to celebrate the piety of women. We love to celebrate the abstaining of women. But honey, if you know like I know, and if you know that you want to multiply yourself, if you know that you want to recreate yourself and become immortal through your own womb, goddess, you must reclaim your time. Get your level up inward. Because what we have is a bunch of men who are not worth the lives of your future unborn children. They're not worth it. They're not worth it. Because even though on the vertical plane, time is an illusion, on the horizontal plane, your eggs, your youth, your fertility, they all go hand in hand. And what you want is you want to be able to live your life, get the lessons. Because believe me, the man that you attracted into your life, the woman that you attract into your life, the people that you attract into your life are a reflection of what's going on inside. When we talk about getting off of the grid, we are on several different types of grids. The people that you attract into your life are a reflection of what is happening on your internal grid. They're mirrored on the outside. So if you want to change your outside, you have got to change your inside because the world is showing up not as you see it, but as you see yourself. So if you don't like what you see, change yourself and what you see shall be different. Speaking of what we see, in that segment with Jeannie Mae where she talked about her husband and he says that you never really know a person until they don't get what it is 
that they want. I'm going to implore you to use that for yourself and use this time to look inward, to think about who it is that you are when you, quote unquote, don't get what it is that you think that you want. Because trust and believe everything that is for you is yours. Anything that you don't get was not for you at that time because of who it is that you are at that space in the time-space continuum or because of outside of this realm. Your higher self knows that that's not for you. So you are still giving divine guidance and wisdom from another grid. So what is for you, my dear, is yours. Sometimes you have to become the person and it's like there is no, there's no guidebook. There's no guidebook. Many years ago when I was still on YouTube, I used to talk about my mother and how I wanted to be strong like my mother. How I wanted to have a perspective of wisdom like my mother. How I wanted to travel with this type of grace and strength like my mother. But I had not yet become the woman with the lessons, the path, and el camino that I needed to go on in order to become that woman. Remember when I closed TKO's skin five years ago, I went off in search of this person. I wanted a show. I wanted this. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book, right? Listen to what it is that I'm saying. I wanted all of these things and I closed my business and I went out on El Camino. And sometimes you'll hear me using words in different languages because there's some words that just have a more powerful meaning to me in another language. I think it punctuates the point more. But I went out on El Camino and I traveled around attempting to write this book and the book would not come out of me and I came back into the United States and I really didn't know what to do because I'd spent eight months abroad and no book came of it at this time I was low in savings and things were starting to get a little prickly but I had enough to last a few more months and I decided to come to California and when I was in the air, I was receiving messages and didn't know that I was receiving them until I landed on the ground. And when I landed on the ground, all of these text messages started coming through. Your bank accounts have been seized. Your banks, your money has been leaned. I landed on the ground with nothing. Listen, nothing. And I had to figure out who I was when things didn't go my way. When I had nothing, who was I? And this is how I ended up living in my car for a year, for a year. And I remember laying in the back seat, looking up through the window. And you know, it's like it was, it was cold. I was quote unquote alone. And I remember I looked up through the window and there were all of these stars out there in the dark blue night. And I said to myself, my God, this is beautiful. My God, look at this splendor. It was a carpet of stars 
splashed out onto the dark blue sky and I looked at it and I said, my God, all of this, all of this has been existing here and I could not see. And that night when I took the time out to just look above, I saw and I saw all of the carbon and the hydrogen and all of the building blocks and the matters that create who it is that we are as universe incarnate. Listen to what it is that I'm saying. I looked out at the sky and I saw this splendor and all I had to do was look. And I had to realize and I had to be able to first look within to be able to see without. Listen to what it is that I'm saying. I had to look within to be able to see without. And when you think about that word without, it can have so many meanings, even and especially in this context. And I realized that these stars and this splendor and all of this had been there all along. And that my opinion and feeling about the time that I spent displaced living in my car was really all a matter of perspective. In one point, I was, oh, I was in my car, didn't have any money. I didn't know this, that, and the other. And on the other point, I was detached. I was detached from the umbilical cords of the world. I was off of the grid, living under the stars. Listen, what is richness? What is money? I had a blanket. I had a blanket of carbon and the light of light years away shining and trickling down on me. What is wealth? I had abundance all around me and I could not see. What are the things going on in your life right now that you cannot see because you're so busy focused on what it is that you didn't get what you didn't really want? What is it that you're not seeing? What new perspective needs to come around for you to be able to see the abundance and the splendor all around you? We spend so much time so much time, so much time. We spend so much time wanting to be in another time. We spend so much time wanting to be someplace else, to go back or to go forward. We're not even spending the time where it is that we are right now. We're either living in the past, which is a memory, and our memories are figments of our imagination, or the future, which is a projection. And we spend all of this time never really being where we are. So I implore you to open up your eyes to where it is that you are right now. What beauty can you find in your experience right now? What abundance, what splendor, no matter how quote-unquote tough things may seem, there is a beauty in this part of your journey if you only open your eyes and see. Don't have electricity? My, what beautiful candlelit dinners we can have. Don't have a job? Wow, how you've been unplugged from that matrix. Don't have a man, your relationship is breaking up. Wow, it's like that game of boggle, you know, with the little pieces. 
with the letters on each side. It's their four-side die with little letters on each side. And in the game Boggle, you shake it up and then you place the, the little board down. And all of the letters have been switched and mixed around. Your relationship falling apart. Life seems like it's cracking, like it's shaking. You're being shaken up. My, what wonderful new ways we can see things. I'm telling you, everything is for the better if you don't get bitter. So listen, everything is for the better if you don't get bitter. So how are you going to handle life's ups and downs? Oh, it's easy to love yourself when everything is up, when everything is shiny and sparkling and everything you touch turns to gold. It's easy to love yourself. But how do you love yourself when everything is falling apart? How do you love yourself when things are shattering all around you? How do you love yourself when what you thought you wanted you don't have or you think you don't have? So I spent that time living in my car and things seemed tough at certain times and there came a time where I needed to figure out how to turn the situation around and I didn't know how. And I started telling myself affirmations. And I started repeating these affirmations to myself over and over again. And I would write the affirmations down. And writing them down before I went to bed made a tremendous difference. I would use the light of my cell phone. And it was very difficult because, you know, it's like you have only a certain amount of electricity. But I would use the light from my cell phone. I would write these affirmations. And they would change. Things would flourish inside of me. And then I started waking up with whispers from the beyond in my ears. I was more in touch, more in tune with my higher self and things began to unfurl and unfold in my life. And guess what? The most powerful of those affirmations that created the biggest and most amount of change in my life were the affirmations that became the book of affirmations, self-love. They became the book. The book was birthed through me and I didn't even realize the gestational period in which the book was growing inside of me. I didn't realize that it was in diving into the soil that I was planted as a seed, reborn again into this new existence. I had wanted to be an author, but I was not an author Yet, when I left my business, I wanted to be an author, but I was not an author yet. I wasn't the person, and if you hear that, I don't know if you can hear that in the background. That is the wind blowing outside. Goddess Gaia is letting herself be known at this moment right now. So I'm going to punctuate that point again. When I left my business, I wanted to be an author. But I was not the person yet who had written a book. The book was birthed through me when I went through the gestational period of those trials and tribulations. When the book was growing in me, I didn't even realize that I was pregnant with it. I didn't realize. Listen, things seemed dark. I didn't realize that I was a seed. I didn't realize. I thought that I'd been buried it wasn't until the book was born that I realized I'd been planted. And I came out of that situation triumphant. Look at me now. 
Look at me. What changed? What changed? I had to challenge some of my old beliefs. I also had to go into a space to be able to understand and identify with my audience, with what other people were going through. I had to know what it felt like to be broke. I had to know what it felt like to feel broken. I had to know. And so when I thought that I was buried, I was really, what? Planted. I was planted. And for those of you who have ever grown something from the seed, you know that you water it even when you can't see leaves. You water it. You plant the seed in the ground and you water it. You hear Goddess Gaia blowing all around. You hear that, don't you? Come, Gaia. I'm coming with it. I'm coming with it. When you plant something into the ground, you know that it is there. And so you water it regardless. Who knows what time feels like to a seed? The seed is you. And goodness knows how much time for you it may be two weeks looking at that seed. But in your life, what is the time span of the life of a seed? What is the time span of the flourishing in your own life? Are you continuing to water even when you don't see the leaves? Are you watering based on the belief of what it is that you know that you planted and left into the hands of your higher self? Are you still watering the seeds? I began taking the courses to become a certified clinical hypnotherapist when I was still living in my car because I knew that that was not the end of my reality. I knew that there was much more than that for me. What is it that you are going to do to get your level up in the stillness? What plants and seeds are you going to water? What endeavors and dreams are you going to water even before you see the leaves? Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to listen to some recordings from some knockouts who are giving their input on the child support and trans situation that we spoke about in episode three. So if there's something that you want to respond to in one of my episodes on the Anchor platform, there is a way to leave a voice message. Those are the voice messages that I use inside of the broadcast. You can also support on the Anchor platform. There's a way for you to be able to contribute monthly to the podcast. And we appreciate all support. So let's take this quick break and then we'll be right back. If you were to pay someone caregiving services for a child, and I'm going to start with $5 because that's the first increment. $5 an hour equals $120 a day times 30 days a month, that comes up to $3,600. Not to include the physical, such as the mortgage and the car note and the insurance and the medical and the food and the clothing and the hair and on and on and on and on and on. So, I mean, come on now. And like you said, most black men are not even paying their $320 a month. They're late. They're quitting their jobs. They're getting paid under the table so that they don't have to pay. You know, no woman is getting rich off of child support. 
Hey, Miss Tanya TKO. Um, this is Brandon Johnson EC. Actually, we had a conversation briefly on Facebook not too long ago. I was the single gay father who, you know, pretty much didn't date because of not wanting my son to be confused. And you guys really opened my, my eyes out about that. <coughs> Excuse me. But as far as the trans woman outing the guy, I mean, you know, telling her secret that, oh, since you got secrets, I got secrets too. I'm a trans woman. I think that was, that's totally two different secrets. Oh, I have a baby mother, this, that, and the other. Oh, I'm a whole, you know, I'm a trans person. Like, this is how these women are getting killed and it scares me for them. Like, you have to be upfront and honest with these guys. I just don't think that it's a ha-ha-ha matter when you're, well, I'm going to, you know, get revenge. I'm a ha-ha, I'm a trans woman. I used to be a man. Like, you just never know what the retaliation is going to be. That's scary. And I'm just, I'm against that. Be upfront and honest. If you're proud of who you are, you're proud of being a trans woman, then be up and honest who you are and tell it in the beginning. Because the end results in this world could be very scary and sad. And I just don't want that for anyone. Hi, Tanya. TKO in it. I'm so glad that you're talking about this subject. And I know that it's going to send you on a whole other journey. But basically, um, I'm with you and I support you. Um, the trans population needs to understand that they are a separate entity and that they cannot degrade or manipulate women in any way and then try to say that they want to be one. Simple as that. If they have Y chromosomes, they were born a certain gender. And if they have X chromosomes, they were born a certain gender. And that was not decided by you or me it was decided by the, the the creator so thank you for spelling it out and making it plain that when they come out of the so the first caller we had was vicky who was giving her math on child support thank you so much for that contribution and you know it's a shame there are so many people out there who attempt to game the system like why would a person rather not work than take care of their child you know we go into further detail on that in the last broadcast so make sure that you check out episode three and then after that we had brandon who was talking about transgender women getting killed by revealing their secret. And I'm going to say this. Listen, nobody has a right to kill you because of your chromosomes. You know, that is a form of homophobia that is just taken to the, the next level. And listen, I understand it's the world that we live in where homophobia is so strong, in, especially in the black community that a person would rather kill you than know that they've been... It's just... It's, it's sick... No one has a right to kill you. And I do think that going forward, that if secrets are not told up front, that the person may face sexual assault or sexual battery charges. I remember I was watching this episode on this online news station. And in the episode, it was talking about this woman who was in love with this woman that she had met online. And so she pretended to be a man and she got herself a prosthetic member and 
convinced this woman, you know, just she she met the woman online. So the woman really didn't know what she looked like and who she was. And they became really close. Then they met up in real life and they began dating. The woman thought that she was a man. And, and you know, I don't know how she did it, but she got the woman in, you know, to go into the dark room and wait for her or whatnot. And she came in and used a prosthetic member on her. And they had a relationship that lasted several encounters. And during one encounter, she was like, wait a minute, what's going on over here? What's what's happening? And she started fumbling around. She may have thrown the covers back, tossed on the light, and then realized that this woman was using a prosthetic member on her and was like, what's going on? What's happening? And this person was actually charged with battery because she lied about who it is that she was and what it is that she really had and you know had this woman in a, a, a lesbian relationship and she didn't realize that she was in a, a lesbian affair and then she was able to actually get this person prosecuted so there's that so goodness knows as long as we continue to have the conversation, then the conversation will be had and we'll have to start figuring out ways that we're going to deal with that particular type of deceit, the legal way, because going off and killing somebody is not okay. Hurting someone and harming them is not okay. And then the last message we had was from Kelly, who she doesn't mention this in the actual message, but she's transgender. That's part of the reason that I'm adding that. For those of you who know, when you leave me a message, I want you to leave a message from your own personal point of view please use the word I I get people who leave messages and they're like you 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 don't need to do you don't need to do that and we don't need a whole bunch of finger pointing you know so I included Kelly's message in there because Kelly is transgender and I'm a little confused because she's using they like they need to know this they don't do they don't but she's a part of that community so I would think that it would be we, we need to this, we need to that. And she talks about the trans community manipulating women, even though they want to be women, etc. So I think that that was a really great and poignant point. It's like, but like I said, listen, if you want my full take on the trans issue, go and listen to episode three and get the full take and perspective that I have and have developed thus far. And like I talk about being flexible with our point of view to be able to get to truth, I'm still forming my opinion and we'll continue to have these conversations until we can get on a page which is closest to the ultimate truth. All right, so now let's jump into this new goddess off the grid artwork and what it means and how, how it came about. So first, I wanted to thank everybody who voted on my mailing list. There were two options to choose from. There was one where I was standing there in a very feminine pose and the dress is flowing and it looks very goddessy. It's a very beautiful picture. And so thank you. Most of you all actually voted for liking that picture best. However, when it came to the description of what you thought that type of podcast would be about was really not what the podcast is about. So they felt that the podcast was about femininity and being flowing and goddess etc but the podcast is not is not that and then when they described the other picture there were people who were like it looks like you're dancing it looks like you're moving forward your back is mostly to us your back is mostly to us it looks like you're going forward you're not looking at us we see your feet it looks like you're stomping or dancing or raising up the ancestors and as you know from this podcast, 
especially that is what this podcast is about. So even though people prefer the more feminine, softer picture, oh no, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about stomping out old demons and old ways, lifting up our skirt, our frock to the wind, blowing past the status quo, conjuring up the ancestors to assist us, throwing caution to the wind, living by our own terms, going our own way, leaving other things behind, conjuring up our power in our might, stomping all over the grid, getting off of it, living our best life by our own terms. That's what this podcast is about. So when I had to choose between the images, most people love the more feminine image. But when it comes to this podcast, we're not about, oh, like like we even talked about with the real, we ain't about the sugar and spice and everything nice. Because anybody out there who cooks knows that salt enhances the flavor of sugar. They know that sugar enhances the flavor of sour. They know that they are often two opposing things that come together to be able to bring us something fabulous and wonderful. So no, this is not all about the sugar and spice. Look at me, I'm pretty. This is about releasing the status quo, releasing the qualms and the directions of the past and really forming our own way. So yeah, my back is mostly to the camera because I'm going my own way and I need you to go yours too. This is not about me. God is off the grid is not about me. It is about us. It is about you on your own individual journey. And as you hear Goddess Gaia is blowing up this wind in the background, what do we do when we don't get what it is that we want? What type of lives will we have? Will we roll with the punches? Yesterday, the wind was in an uproar, I tell you. I had wanted to do a photo shoot with a professional photographer. I wanted to go out into the desert where there's nothing but sand. And I wanted my white dress to blend in with the white background of the sand. And I wanted to have the sky there. That is what I wanted. And then yesterday, Goddess Gaia called to me and she said, come on, queen. Now is the time. Come get with me. And I grabbed my frock. And I bust open the door with my tripod, my camera, and my clicker. I jumped on top of this table. And that image that's actually being used for the photograph is actually an image where I was jumping on top of the table to get into position, rushing to get there before the photo snapped. And when you see that photo, no, that is what this is about. This is about making the best of the circumstances that you've been given. This is about looking at the, the quote-unquote randomness of life and trusting the process. This podcast is about taking advantage of opportunity, living by your own terms, being different, and seeing the beauty even in things which were not planned. So when you see that photo, yes, it's like I'm stomping. It's like I'm dancing. It's like I'm raising the ancestors and the Skirt is blowing in the wind. The ground is red hot from the dry desert in autumn. 
You see the grid in the sky and the heart with the horns because this is not all about being sugar and spice. And then you see the off the grid, crumbled, sliced, shattered, and dashed. That's what we're doing to the grids on this podcast. And like I said, there are many different types of grids. So listen, I appreciate all of you coming out, listening to this podcast. Make sure that you support. And there are many different ways to support. Share this podcast. Leave a message so that I could have content for upcoming podcasts. If you can, contribute a small amount monthly. If you know that you won't miss $4.99 or $9.99 or $19.99, whatever. If you can contribute a small amount that you know that you won't miss, that you know will be able to support the content that you like to hear, do that. When you contribute monthly, you get a special email address so that you can submit topics to me in priority. Go over to my website, tanyatko.com. Get your self-love affirmations workbook and rewrite your subconscious programming. Get your forgive MP3. Get your stress release MP3. Get your relax MP3, which automatically adds you to the mailing list. And on that note, I will speak with you in the next podcast. Remember, Go out there and love one another. But most importantly, what? Love yourself. And part of loving yourself is doing what it is that you need to do for your healing. Nobody's life is perfect. We are all programmed with things that are less than self-loving in our childhood. It's a part of the human condition. We all come in. We all get handed a set of cards. And then the rest of our lives are how do we either work with the cards that we were given or put some of those cards back in the deck and get given some new cards and see what you could do with those. So Tanya TKO, Goddess Off the Grid, signing out. And remember, I will see you in the next podcast where we're talking about American white women and their domestic social terrorism that they're enacting upon black people. I'm going to give you my theory as to why I feel that it's happening. Go ahead and leave me a message with your theory and if and your message may be featured in an upcoming podcast. Tanya TKO, and I am out. Peace. Great job, Tanya. This is Kenya. I really appreciated and respected your perspective and your expert analysis on body language. Um, it was so disturbing when the judge said that <laughs> Amber asked her for a Bible and asked her if God was going to forgive her. And I'm, when you said sociopath or psychopath, I'm like, exactly. I thought it was just regular manipulation. Like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life in jail. But who would fall for that? Like of all the sad Caucasian people and black people and families that she's torn apart with sentencing and babies crying, a white woman saying, do you think God is going to forgive me? And I don't have a Bible. Do you have one? Who would risk their whole career for it? She's a freaking sociopath. She's a literal sociopath. And it is 100% an initiation of some sort. It was wild. Thank you. I live in Dallas, and the doors at that apartment complex of Amber and Botham cannot be cracked open. They are fire doors that are made to automatically close. She was led into the apartment by him. They were acquainted with one another. I don't know how well 
I don't know if she was rejected by him or if she was coming up there because he was making too much noise. But he went back to the couch to continue eating his ice cream. So they were familiar with one another. And once you go inside of the apartment, you recognize that those are not your 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 decor. So, I mean, that just totally washes that lie right out of the window.